commercials that I don't even want to see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Top notch. Top notch. This is the top notch baseball podcast that you have been waiting for. Tonight is Tuesday, April the 27th, 2021. Coming at you live from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. <clears throat> I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for today is that uh, the New York mayoral race is heating up, um, which it's been it's been kind of a very tepid New York mayoral race, especially for New York politics. Um, and <clears throat> I'm a big fan of New York politics. It's super interesting. Uh, the, Wait, can I interrupt? Who are the candidates? Well, there's eight candidates that are running on the Democratic Party. So the primary is in June. And that's basically the election. Um, the front runners right now are Andrew Yang, uh, famous of the Yang gang from the 2016 presidential election. Um billionaire tech bro uh and then <clears throat> he's kind of ahead uh with like 17 percent of the vote and then this guy eric adams who's brooklyn borough president who um is a very different guy from andrew yang he's a he's a black guy former nypd officer state police officer um you know, Brooklyn politics guy for a long time. Uh, and they're kind of in the front, but nobody has more than, I think Yang has 17 and Eric Adams has like 12. And then everybody else has less than this. And then there's 50%, including myself, of voters who are undecided. <clears throat> but New York politics is fun because it's like very, you know, it's city politics, but New York City has a budget that's larger than like 45 states or something like that. <clears throat> so it's like a, you know, massive amounts of money on a very small geographical scale. And it's usually really, uh, I don't want to say dirty, but it's, it's really aggressive and negative. It can get that way. Um, and basically like people only care about uh, schools, because it's a city. People care about schools, housing, and, like, policing. And so you would think, like, there was an article in the New York Times this week that was like, this is the biggest mayoral election in decades, and people are very lukewarm about it, um, which is true. But, so my hot take, though, is that things are starting to get good uh, I was listening to the radio today and they were interviewing uh, Eric Adams on the, on like a call-in show. And this is like a big thing with mayoral politics in New York City is that they're, they're, they're always on the radio doing call-in shows. And it's, it's really good entertainment because people just call in and they're fucking crazy. Um, but that hasn't been going on until today I was listening and finally some people started being crazy on the radio, which I really liked. There was this one guy who was like screaming about all of the uh, sidewalk cafes that have 
opened up in, in parking lot cafes because he can't find a parking spot for his car. And he was like calling them shanty towns and Brazilian slums. So that was fun. And then there was this guy who was like... Wait, wait. So, so the, the candidate gets on the radio and then the radio just like opens it up to calls from the listeners? Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. You want to be mayor. Deal with this guy's right. Well, and it's a thing. They, it, they must be. I mean, they, they screen these calls. Yeah, they screen them. But, yeah, but you, they screen them for the crazy people. They're not. They're. they're yeah. You know, they're they're. It's for the entertainment value. Right. So here's my here's my here's my corresponding hot take is that it's not the politics that is crazy. It's the media that's crazy. Like as soon as you said that, I started thinking about like New York Post headlines. You know what I mean? Like. And the way that the New York media pursues issues like this, or they're the ones that make everything crazy. Right. That's not well, the thing that's crazy about it is that it's a municipality with a, with a budget nearing $100 billion. Um, so it's more than half the budget of New York State. Uh, it's bigger it's than... A city. That's not surprising. Right, but it's like a bigger budget than Florida. It's a bigger budget than Illinois. Um, and so it's all of these things, like we're talking about like a Florida-sized police budget that's only a city police district. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean like, police budgets are... Wait, we can talk about police budgets. You can probably do like a 40-minute episode on police budgets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the thing that's crazy is it, it's like it's crazy because it's like people only care about education, housing, police. But right. the police right. issue especially is huge right now because and, and sanitation, I would imagine, and sanitation too. But sanitation's not really like a hot budget because it's like that. Like the really interesting thing right now is the police. It's always had trash. It's going to continue to have trash. Nobody's ever going to do anything about it. The pyramid of the trash bags. Yeah, but that's been happening forever. That's like the one thing in New York City that hasn't changed. Right. It's not a science is all I'm saying. People are like, people are resigned to their trash bag piles. Anyway, the point being is that it's, I, my my take is that the, the politics are crazy because the, the media stirs everybody up. I mean, the people in New York are kind of crazy too. But well, no, that's what's so great about it is that like the people who call into these shows are like real, like all the kooky New York people. You know what I mean? That's like, fun, but that's fun screening, and that's the media, that's the radio station that's like, you know what, and who I'm gonna put on this fucking guy that's screaming about his cats, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Gonzalez from the L.A. Dodgers. Right. No, cat enthusiast. My thing, though, is that the last three mayors of New York City have been Rudy Giuliani, uh-huh. Mike Bloomberg, yep. and Bill de Blasio. Yeah. Everybody, like, they represent the complete spectrum of American politics, and nobody likes any of them. So right. So I would want to be the mayor of New York City. Okay, so wait, this brings me to two questions. What first one being, why is this the biggest mayoral campaign in fifteen years or whatever? And uh, why, wait, what are you talking about, Joel? They're all like weird white bald guys, right? <laughs> like they don't represent. They represent like a neighborhood in Brooklyn or like okay. Bronx. But like, <laughs> they are all no, no. I think Giuliani's Queens. 
I think de Blasio is Brooklyn, and I think Bloomberg is Brooklyn. Too. De Blasio and, and Bloomberg are both Brookline, actually, I think. Oh, really? But yeah. There's, but there's a version of all those guys in all five boroughs, but I wouldn't say it's a large swath of it. You know what I mean? Like, they're but, not necessarily that representative of this. You went Italian, Jewish, Italian. So, yeah. Right. Anyway, moving on. Um. Anyway, the funny thing about the, the guy who was screaming about the shanty towns that are the restaurant outdoor enclosure for dining outdoors, you know, is that uh, he was like, I, wanna, I want you to speak out on this and I want you, the, the host of the, the, he asked the host of the show to like ask the same question to all of the mayoral candidates. And the guy, <laughs> Eric Adams today was like, oh yeah, well. No, I'm I'm a huge supporter of open streets. Like we started trying to do that in Brooklyn before COVID happened, and we're gonna do our best to like make sure we can keep doing it because the restaurants are the lifeblood of this city. <laughs> and so it was just really funny because the guy was like really hoping for a different answer. Right. No, Eric Adams knows. Did not pander to the psychopath. Well, no, but the thing is, is that all of the mayoral candidates are like, no, we're going to try to keep these outdoor dining areas because it's like really good for the city. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your New York politics update. Yeah. Also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Joel. I'm coming to you from... uh... Lovely Seattle. It's been a great week and a half of weather here, which leads me to my hot take, which is this weather sucks. Because what's going to happen is that the fucking forests are all going to dry out and they're all going to catch on fire and then the whole summer is going to have smoke everywhere. So spring, spring sunshine, boo on you. That's my hot take. Happy climate change, everybody. For those of you who don't know, last year Seattle, we had throat choking they had like they should have canceled the mariners baseball game a bunch of people freaked out about it because the the, the levels of the air quality levels aqi was beyond hazardous and they had the mariners played a baseball game and everybody got up and up in arms about it so anyway we're looking at that again and that's going to be really lousy so you guys had such bad fires out there that it was like affecting the air out here well, was the whole West Coast was pretty much on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take full credit for it, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, it was fucking gnarly, and I think it's going to happen again. So, hey, everybody, maybe the pandemic's over, but the world's still burning. Right. Uh, get back to the <laughs> climate change. Yeah, we got the officially, we got the, uh, the oh, every, well, everybody got it. We're all, today was the day we found out we don't have to wear masks outside if we're fully vaccinated. Yeah. From President Joe Biden. <laughs> Did you see? He's on Instagram. I don't follow him on Instagram, but I saw the picture. It was like some cheeky comment about, you know, oh, it's such a nice day to not wear a mask or something like that. And he had this, this big fake teeth grin. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of that because everyone's jumping on him. But, you know, if you're outside, okay. Oh, I'm not mad at them for making that statement. I think it's good. I think it's confusing. The timing of it's confusing for me because I just got my second shot on Saturday, but I'm not fully vaccinated for two weeks. 
like it takes two weeks for the yeah. vaccination to take full effect. So I think I think by telling people you can take off your mask before that, I mean, I, I mean the numbers are going to hop, the deaths are going to whatever. I mean, it is we are where we are, so we all kind of know what's going to happen. But it is a little bit silly. But it's I, I'm not mad at that. I'm just getting I've been giving him shit because he looks so cheesy and the whole thing is so damn cheesy. My thing is, why hasn't Biden made more uh, gold out of his whole, like, the onion.com persona of being, like, the, like, Harley Davidson bro with the aviator uh, glasses on? I'm not sure I follow. I mean, he's missed a lot of opportunities, I think, to take advantage of goodwill that was shown towards him, but... Right, that's what I was getting at, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he... He's pretty damn old. He might not catch everything. True. Mm. Hi, my name is Joel. This is a goddamn baseball podcast, so my hot take is actually about baseball. Lame. Dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the Minnesota Twins might actually be in trouble. Shit, uh, yeah, they are. They were playing against Detroit the other day. Uh... Rocco Baldelli for no Cleveland. They're playing against the Cleveland Indians. Jose Barrios got into trouble in the bottom of the fourth. And uh Rocco Baldelli forgot how many mound visits he had. And they the manager. too many the manager took too many mound visits. And what's the, the punishment? He had to pull Barrios. It's a uh... He went out twice in an inning, right? Twice in an inning. Right. So it's not like he lost count of... It's like you only get one mound visit per inning. It's not like he lost count of it. It's just that he forgot he had already been out. (laughs) Yes, you're correct. That's also like terrible coaching all the way from top to bottom. Like somebody should have had fucking kept track of that and been like, no, unless he just ran it. Yeah. Well, they had sent the pitching coach out after, I think, the second pitch of the inning because it looked like Berrios had a, uh, like, structural problem. He, he threw... Mechanical. Yeah, mechanical problem. Like, he threw two pitches that were way out of the zone. So they had sent the pitching coach out immediately in the inning and then forgot about that. Yeah, that's bad news. Yeah. The other thing, though, I believe, uh, check me on this, uh, the Twins is seven and twelve, or are they seven and thirteen? Uh, they're seven and fifteen. Seven and fifteen. Yeah, they're like a three fifteen win percentage. They're they're the they're near, they're the very bottom of the AL overall standings. I mean, they're they're yeah they're they're doing terrible. Now you'll also have to Google check me on this. I believe that the Minnesota Twins are seven and six in nine inning games. And I believe that they are 0 and 9 in games that do not last nine innings, which includes 0 and 4 in seven inning double headers and 0 and 5 in extra inning games. Wow. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> so if anyone's bad at Rob uh, Manfred, it should be Minnesota <laughs> Twins. Well, they, I don't think they're doing themselves any favors. Like, <clears throat> they 
only just, I think, today announced that they were going to take Alex Colomay out of the closing spot. And he hasn't, I think he's blown like six saves and saved like one game. He's been terrible. White Sox Twitter has been on fire about that because of Ken Rowe, that jackass. Well, Liam Hendricks hasn't been a lot better. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Uh, yeah, fucking Minnesota Twins are falling apart. I don't know what the hell's going on there. My friend, who's a diehard Twins fan, sent me a, fo- a photo of a jersey on <laughs> somewhere on the internet. It was, a, but it was a Kirk Cousins jersey that was selling for twelve dollars online or something like that. He was like, "Fucking everybody else is thirty dollars. They're trying to sell his for fifteen or something like that." He doesn't even care about baseball. Is my point? He's not even paying attention. And I'm like, "Yeah, they're fucking seven and fifteen. They're barely hanging on." Right in front of the who is it in the central the, the kids royal the first place kids <laughs> I uh yeah I think we all had them pegged to win the, the central right except for maybe not you Joel right yeah I had to pick the White Sox well you didn't have to but you did <laughs> I think I, I I liked his use of the word had to I thought it was appropriate. <laughs> wouldn't have bet his house on it. <laughs> but yeah, we all thought the twins the twins were gonna be better than they are. We thought Joel did say surprise he thought that Kansas City could surprise some people. Yeah, I think Kansas City will stick around. I'm still well, I think this might lead us in directly into our next segment, right? Uh yeah, it actually will. But <clears throat> oh let me give a shout out real quick then. Because thank you, everybody who's been listening to this podcast. And, uh, you know, thank you, Ben Dorgan, San Francisco, California, San Jose, California, Los Angeles, California, Providence, Rhode Island, Sandy, Oregon, Salisbury, Connecticut, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Champaign, Illinois. Special shout out to Wappingers Falls, New York. Oh, nice. Dutchess County's own. Shout out Poughkeepsie. Is there a train stop in Wapping Those Falls, Sam? I don't know. I've always liked that name, though. Yeah. I was trying to remember if there was a train stop in Wapping Those Falls. Yeah, probably. I think there is. So thanks for all of our fucking listeners in Wapping Those Falls. Remember... uh, What about the ones that aren't fucking? (laughs) Well, everybody... (laughs) Thomas, have you been to thank you, <laughs> Thomas, you've been to Poughkeepsie, right? I don't know if I've ever been to Poughkeepsie proper. Oh, man, you've got to go to Poughkeepsie. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, check it out. I'll have to check it out. My next John out east. Poughkeepsie, it, it, it is referenced by Bob Dylan and a tribe called Quest. All right. I want to. I want two things. Part of a shout out. I'm going to a baseball game with your sister. Nice. On Saturday. And what? my kick next Saturday. Yeah. Wait. What game are you going to? The Angels. Yeah. Your sister was like, "You want to go to a game with the family?" And I was like, oh, "Not really." Oh, <laughs> 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 my family sucks really bad. No, I didn't say that. But. Uh, but my family didn't want to go. My wife, Katie, was like, I don't want to go. 
and we're going to hang out with them before, but then I'm going to go with, I'm assuming with Marin and Lewis. Oh, am I allowed to say their name? Yeah, yeah they've been on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go to the ball game, but I'm, I'm going, I'm, so I'm going childless to a ball game, so I'm going to like, I'm If you get an opportunity, you should listen or watch the game on Saturday at 6 o'clock. Because I'll be there, and I will not have anyone that I have to be quiet for. You're going to be so drunk. <laughs> and loud. you just scream at everybody. If you just come up to talk to me, I'm just going to scream at you. Like I'm <laughs> How's it going? Oh, man. Well, adjusting oh. this. And then the second thing I was going to say is that, did we realize that as we speak tonight, the New York Mets are leading the National League East? At a nine and nine clip. Yeah, I saw that. The Red Sox beat him tonight. Is that game over? What Game's over. Yeah, two one. Bobby Dahlbeck hit his first home run of the season, um, and Garrett Richards put pitched seven innings of one run baseball, which is probably the story of the week. Garrett Richards. Oh, He came into the game with like an ERA of ten ish. Uh, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez looks really He's been looking good this year. Yeah. yeah. A little susceptible to the long ball, but that he can figure that out. He's he's overpowering people. It looks good. Well, he's got a great changeup is what it is. Yeah. And that's what keeps people really off balance. If you can t- if you can't, if you guess right, you can hit the shit out of it. So that's probably why his home run numbers are up, but he's look he looks really good. I thought I thought I saw him earlier in the season and I thought he looked good and then I thought he looked really good against us. I'm sad that we don't have to send any garbage in the mail to each other. <laughs> I know, that's kind of a bummer. This is like yeah. a real anticlimactic series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real winner was the USPS. Right. <laughs> that's true. Some shipping facility in like Boise, Idaho. That, <laughs> yeah, that would have been so fucking fun. <laughs> What is this? It's like a rotten piece of pizza inside a manila envelope. (laughs) The pizza would have made it. The coffee wouldn't have made it. (laughs) (laughs) That's to be an annual bet, though. Yeah. Well, no, they'll play again, right? They're gonna have to play in Boston. Yeah, they they is it? I think it's a three game set too. I mean, in Wa- in Washington, they'll have to play in Washington. Yeah. Oh shit, man! In Seattle, yeah, I'll try and go to that game. Affect the outcome. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're gonna play a game. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. The game is Sleeping Giant Paper Tiger. Okay. For what? Four weeks, three and a half weeks into the season, right? Yep. Okay, and so everyone's like small sample size, small sample size, small sample size. It's getting bigger though. It's getting exactly. So, in your opinion, who is your paper tiger? Who is the team that you know they look good now, but they're going to fold under pressure? And who is your sleeping giant? Who is the team that's like you know they're just getting off to a slow start? But watch out for these guys. They're going to get it together. And it doesn't have to be a team. Could be a player or concept. But that's getting really <laughs> abstract. Sam, you go first. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to say my paper tiger. We'll go with that first. 
uh, is the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Um, and I know that you just, you guys were just kind of expressing your disagreement with that, but I'll tell you why I think that. <clears throat> Friend of the show, Danny Duffy, uh, <laughs> is, I think he's 33 years old, loves Love pornography. <laughs> loves pornography, like more than anything. Um, right now, <clears throat> as of the taping of this podcast, he has uh, a, lo- a pitching line for the 2021 season, 23 innings pitch, three wins, um, 27 Ks, an ERA of .39, and a 104 whip. And I don't see, A, I don't see him, I don't think he's ever stayed healthy for very long. And B, I don't think that he can sustain those numbers. Like, I think that he's punching way above his weight class right now. And he's the ace of that club. So, um, I think that when your best pitcher is pitching way out of their league, then there, there's a reckoning to be had in the near future. Jake Junis has been pretty good. That's me? Oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. What about Brad Kelly? Like, who's the ace? Like, they that, also... I, I, think I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm suspect to say that I don't think Danny Duffy is the ace of that staff. I don't know enough about it. But well, I mean, he team. has been for a while. I don't know Mike if he Reiner is this was year. pretty good with Texas. But also, like, they're, uh, they're 14 and 8, um, and they have good splits both home and away, but they only have a plus 3 run differential. And I think that the Chicago White Sox, who are a game and a half behind them, have a plus 21 run differential, and I think that... That's that, best in the American League. Right, which is best, well, tied for best in the American League. I thought Boston had the best. No, Boston, Chicago, and Houston all have a plus 21 run differential. Oh, who'd you guys lose to? Well, it was lower than 21. It was 20 until tonight, the Red okay. Sox. Uh, I think the Mariners beat up on us one of those games that hurt yeah. our differential. It was like the only time we were in the positive. Oh, no, we're at plus one right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is like none of these numbers that Kansas City is throwing at me right now seem sustainable to me. Uh, and I think that, you know, especially if Minnesota, which will segue into my slumbering giant segment, uh, mm. if, if they start Segway. to play up to their potential, that's going to cause trouble for Kansas City, too. Going into my slumbering giant, let's go with the Minnesota Twins, who uh-huh. have been playing garbage baseball, um, but I don't see that. Uh, like they need to figure out some things in their bullpen, specifically getting Alex Colomay out of the closing spot. Um, but if they can start to hold some leads late in the game, I do believe that they're going to like they can score runs in bunches. Uh, Nelson Cruz seems to just be getting stronger as he gets older, um, and they have like a really high-powered offense. What, Byron Buxton? Is that that guy's name? Is finally playing up to his potential. Uh, and they're just, they're having, 
serious pitching problems. <clears throat> and I think if they can figure that out even a little bit, give their offense a little bit of confidence uh, and let them get on a bit of a roll, I do believe that that's a team that can score, I mean, can win a lot of games in a row. Mm-hmm. All right, so Sam's occupying the AL Central. Yeah, I'm just feeling the AL Central tonight. Yeah. Thomas, what do you think? Who, who's your paper tiger? Who's your you team? know, it's kind of ironic, I got to tell you, because my paper tiger happens to be the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> oh, good, okay. Of the AL East, and my sleeping giant is not so sleeping really anymore, but it was... Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. I feel like are starting to wake up, and I think they're going to start becoming a bit of an issue. So, uh, first of all, yeah, I think Boston. I think they got they got lapses and fundamentals in that that I've seen in their series. They're hitting the tar out of the ball. They're all just hitting the tar out. Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, uh, what's his fucking name? The catcher, weird scraggly face catcher, Christian Vasquez. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like uh, Verdugo, you know, like these guys are, they're breaking, man. And I think they're a good offensive ball club. I think, I think, I think they got a couple of bright spots in their starting rotation, but I think, I don't think they have the pitching depth. And I think their defense was pretty, I just don't think they're going to outlast the other. I mean, the Yankees, I don't, I don't think the Yankees are going to wake up, but I think that Toronto is going to, and, and Tampa Bay are both going to make it rough i think toronto started off a little bit weak and i think uh once they get their full lineup going and their pitching order i think they're gonna wake up so i'm gonna counter with the al central focus joel do you have the boston red sox just a, a little rebuttal the boston red sox are 15th in fielding rankings so literally at league average or right in the middle of the pack i i i'm I don't trust metrics on fielding on any level. I don't. I don't trust any statistic. I, I trust only my eye. <laughs> 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 so you know, that's just what I. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, all right, all right, my turn. Uh, my theme is gonna. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. You don't have to continue with the theme and do an all AL West. No, no. But my theme is my theme is gonna be. Oh. Now I'm looking at his stats. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. My this is a good thing, Joel. Oakland Athletics. I oh. Oakland Athletics. Of the AL West. Gaining the lead in the AL West. I think that there are two, maybe three teams better than them in the AL West. That would be Houston, Seattle, and maybe the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Mm. Um, the A's went on, I believe, a 13-game winning streak just now. Yeah. Uh, uh, which was like, you know, the the best winning streak they've had since Moneyball, essentially. But who'd they beat? Uh, Houston, Arizona, Detroit, Minnesota. Minnesota sucks. And both. It was also Houston when Houston had a bunch of people down with COVID. Yeah. So, like, they just, they just cruised through an easy uh, section of the schedule. And I think that they're going to have a lot of hardship in the future. They're my paper tiger. By proxy, 
What you have to do, the Astro. <laughs> no, my sleeping giant is the team that defeated them four to three tonight, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. And if I'm smooth, Jimmy, my lock of the week is the Tampa Bay Rays. They are, what, second or third in their division? Tied for second with the the Blue Jays. Watch out for the Tampa Bay Rays. And the only reason I say that is that they have fucking, like, we talk about how much the Yankees suck. The Yankees suck because the Tampa Bay Rays own their assets. And the Tampa Bay Rays get to play the Yankees, like, 13 more times. And they've got, uh, they, they, like, I keep questioning them on their strategies, and I keep being proven wrong. They got Glasnow, Yarbrough, Walker, whatever, Chris Ocho, maybe. <clears throat> Nobody's pitching well except for Glasnow, though. Right, and they're 500. Right. Like, like that's why they're my sleeping <laughs> Like you just said that like you were owning me, Joel, but like that doesn't help your point at all. <laughs> like they're five hundred. Like well no, my point is that they're getting better at pitching. I don't with those names? With Michael Waka and Chris Archer, like you think those guys are gonna get better? I yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I, I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're my sleeping giant. I think uh, I like the Toronto pick. I think Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is my uh, sleeping giant for taking. We could like set each other a cup of coffee if one of the other person's teams does better. You know, like we could from oh, here. Like, that's like a. Uh, I just want to mail weird shit, man. Protein versus like a shrimp cocktail or something. I, uh, oh, that would be a bummer. The thing about uh, the A's, and I don't disagree with you on the A's. I do think that they, uh, on their winning streak, ran into a lot of good, I don't know if it's good luck, but good fortune at least. Um, yeah. But what I will say is that a lot of their people who historically have been really good are not playing very well right now. So I do think that they're like, uh, who's that one guy, their pitcher? Fuck. I can't remember his name. He's like a a Dominican guy. He's not pitching very well, but has been the ace of their staff. And then Matt Chapman hasn't gotten a hit all season yet, I don't think. Um, he hasn't been hitting well. Are you thinking of Lizardo? Maybe. Or Frankie Montas? Oh, Montas, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't pitched very well. He hasn't pitched well, but he's historically been a better pitcher. Their all-star third baseman is p- hitting really poorly right now. But, old, Matt, but Matt Olson was hitting like <clears throat> the lights out in a way that he will not hit the whole season. Right. Um, but so. there's some like... There's room for improvement with that club. Um, although I do, I do think that their 13-game win streak is not something to point at and be like, "This is your AL West champion." No, 
I think that, I think I think ultimately probably the Astros might be a better sleeping giant because I think they're waking up. I think they we we took the series with them and they were down with COVID. I think when they lost to Oakland, they were down with COVID. They're getting their players back. I know they cheaters, but they're probably all right at baseball too. So. <clears throat> And uh, what's this, this Christian Javier guy? Is, I feel you like know, you have a uh, Stockholm syndrome with the Houston Astros. I think they're really fucking good. <laughs> I hate them, but I think they're really fucking good. He's playing the keyboard again. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's a stock. I think that they've just been winning that division for so long that you you're like uh, you're you're a little brainwashed. Two out of three World Series. Nah. Well, eh, with an asterisk. Nah, we'll see. I'm, I, I, I want you to be right. I don't want them to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're that good. I think they can score a lot of runs. I don't think that their pitching's that great. I mean, I think they're going to finish fourth in the division. <laughs> <laughs> they can finish third. No, I had the Mariners and then the Angels and then Oakland and then Club and then Texas is a hundred loss team. That's what I think. I don't know. I mean, I know this is not the segment that we're doing, but the Angels are like the most exciting team in baseball, I think, solely because of Shohei Otani. Yeah. Like he pitches every 10th day and he strikes out like 30 people and he walks like 30 people and he only pitches five innings. You know what I mean? And then he like and then he jacks a bunch of home runs. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy, man. He's the best. That's what I'm saying. He's the best baseball player in the world. Like, yeah. He, he throws the ball harder than anybody else on the planet. Except for maybe Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom might be better at baseball than him. Jacob DeGrom can't hold the candle to his hitting. Right, but he's that much better at pitching than he's still better. Interesting. Uh, that's a, that 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 is a that's. A, I mean, Mike Trout is a way better fielder, but he can't pitch. But he can hit his hitting and his fielding at a at a premium position. So you have to take in you have to take into consideration the way they're playing for like their, their you you just said that you do not take any sort of fielding metrics into consideration. No, but you could say that. Okay, so of all the fielding pitchers in baseball, uh-huh. Shohei Otani and Jacob Degrom probably would it would be a wash, but it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be among the best. And I guess what what I'm saying is that you have to balance the weight of center field playing center field from a defensive perspective, the weight from a metric perspective, <laughs> a lot more weight than playing pitcher. Like a pitcher's fielding has less of an impact on the game than the center fielder's fielding. Do you right. follow me? I think what you're asking is, can Shohei Otani play catch? Shohei Otani has played outfield though, so he would actually probably grade higher on a defensive metric than Jacob Degrom. I don't think that he has this year though. I don't think he's played in the field other than well, as a pitcher. Had, he did in the Japanese league, so that those those statistics are available and can be incorporated into any metric. So we could do a system where we grade them all on a fielding, pitching, and batting, right? Mike Trout pitched well he'd get a he'd get a zero i mean 
you figure he could probably throw an 80 mile an hour fastball and like maybe he'd throw some strikes, <clears throat> but he'd get shit shelled out of it. I so think that bad. Mike Trout could probably do low 90s. Yeah, 87. Probably. He's got a good eye. 80 to 86. And yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, that, that could be, that could be what I was talking about, but I'm, that's still going to get the shit knocked out of it by a major league hitter. <laughs> anyway, the point being is that they could be all measured on these three different systems, and then you have to add them all up, and then you could see who was the be- greatest baseball player. And you could put, you have to figure out a system that you could put any baseball player into. Huh. Huh. All right, I'm gonna shut this down because we need to go. <laughs> <clears throat> we didn't even get to our headline. We didn't even get to our headline. Um, I mean, we have to mention it, right? Can we just mention we, it? We can do a B-block if we want to. But um, we should shut this shit down. The one thing I wanted to say, though, is that I like Thomas's metric because I think it could lead to some interesting episodes later about... Because I've always said, like, a pitcher is different than every other position player on the field. Well, okay, so... but. Carry on. Finish your point. That that was it. That was it. Like like the Cy Young and the MVP. Like I actually think, like, divorce those completely because those are different. You're playing a different game. Well, okay. So here here's hear hear me out. And this is where I stand. This is why I hate the DH because it's part of the game. So like in baseball, you hit the ball, you throw the ball, you catch the ball. You know what I mean? Like simple game. It's a simple game. But so the pitcher has always been part of the starting nine. The starting nine are your, your, your first baseman, your catcher, your second baseman, your center fielder, your right fielder, your left, you know, the whole team and the pitcher. They're all incorporated into that, and that's your batting order. And you have people that you can put better batters. You can make your first baseman a big slugger, and that's what works out good for you. That's like, that's kind of how you take it. That's a classic way you take advantage of baseball. And your pitcher is always your pitcher. And they're a better pitcher, but they're not a great hitter. But the idea of a two-way player to me seems like the future. It seems like the and the past. You know, like, I think kids are going to see Shohei Otani and they're going to be like, I want to do that. And pitchers are, I think, I think taking away the pitch, the hitting pitcher is going to take away a whole, like, sort of great roundness to it. I might have taken a... I don't know if that's true. I think if like if two-way players are coming like on the rise, then well, I think I that if two-way players are on the rise, then you only have your pitcher hit if they can hit. Like it's kind of sucks if like you're. I mean, I like the pitcher batting. Also, I like the difference between the National League and the American League. Like I like the DH two. I think there should be a difference between the two leagues, and I think it's cool that there's like a rule difference. You know, um, I agree. But <clears throat> I think that if we're gonna get rid of the hitting pitcher, and then except for you only have only have pitchers hit if they're good at hitting, then that is kind of a cool thing too. Um, yeah, like using your DH for your catcher for Gary Sanchez. Right, exactly. Yes. Oh! <laughs> yeah, Doug got him! We got you, Gary Sanchez! <laughs> we got you again! You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you lumpy bitch. 
Madden's job. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And then if he played with Shohei Otani, then he wouldn't have to hit. He and could just be bad at catching. He can catch. <laughs> they don't like Shohei Otani would have like five on their drugs. <laughs> be so many pass balls. <laughs> Wild pitches, I guess. Wild pitches. We got you again. All right, all right. We got to shut this shit down. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. That's We're it. Good. We're good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dub on the uh, Ostensibly a Baseball Podcast. The best baseball podcast on the internet. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Dump on the Ump at Twitter, Dump on the Ump at Facebook, Dump on the Ump at Instagram. You can also uh, like, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, for Thomas and for Sam, my name is Joel. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow.